For years, rumors have circled that deep in the woods on Mount St. Helens lives the fabled Batsquatch. While there are many tales of Batsquatch, they're all a bit hazy on the details, which makes the truth such a juicy mystery. So what better way to honor the legend than with a hazy, juicy IPA? Well, how about declassifying the coordinates of Barry Obama's penthouse to start? It's either that, or grabbing one of these, perfect for camping and potentially making a new friend. That's right. I'm back on the podcast today to help the boys review Rogue Batsquatch Hazy India Pale Ale. Welcome back, Jesse. Thanks for having me. I gotta go. I'm leaving. Bye, Jesse. I I couldn't keep it up. Good luck finding Barry's penthouse. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know they were classified. He's dug up the classified documents that need to be classified. Yeah, getting those coordinates out there. There's coordinates. So Jesse doesn't have any problems with all of the uh, real estate and ventures of the current president, but he's still hung up on Barry's penthouse. He's hung up on Barry. He's... We, we we can't get to the current president oh, unless we back. solve. Sorry, I had to step back. I heard you as I was leaving. I couldn't figure out whether we had to go left out of the hallway or right. And then I <laughs> everyone heard you makes say, that mistake here. Right, is it right? It better be right, uh, because left Ooh. is what I'm dealing with still. <laughs> the left wing conspiracies, Hillary's emails. Oh, your security's <laughs> in here. Did you see that thing where Hillary like did performance art reading her emails? No. I think that wasn't an Onion article. I think she was at some art thing in France where she was reading her emails, like she was sitting at a booth reading the emails. Oh, weird. Oh, she was sitting behind like a big mahogany desk. I saw a picture of that. She had a stack of papers. Yeah, Hillary Clinton spent an hour reading her emails at a mock uh, Resolute desk for art. I don't know what a Resolute desk is. Interesting. So she was doing an art piece, not somebody else that hired her. Right. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, why? I've I don't know why heard that about this guy. <laughs> I don't know why that has to exist. I guess is my only point. How much of us? How many hey, of us? She's care? staying busy. But is she just fueling this fire that doesn't need to be fueled at all? Can't we just eh, maybe. be done? Maybe. Uh, but if anyway. you can't laugh. At losing an election, it's true. Driving the country into <laughs> despair. What can we laugh at? We can't laugh at Donald Trump ignoring the climate crisis and sticking children in concentration camps. Uh, uh, on that tone, how's the beer? The first few sips are very good. Yeah, you're a big hazy IPA guy. Mm-hmm. We've discussed on the pod before. I love it. This is the one type of IPA that I actually kind of enjoy, and this is nice. Yep. It tastes like orange juice. Yep. It's so that the way they hop it, we've talked about this on the pod as well. But the way they hop it makes like the natural fruity flavors of the hops come out. Um, the way they brew it, I'd not hop it. You can't hop a beer. <laughs> I don't know. But the way they brew it makes the natural fruity flavors of the hops come out um, rather than sort of like the stark bitterness you get with some IPAs. And mm-hmm. I also love it. It tastes fruity, but it doesn't taste like you like injected juice into this. It's yeah. not a fruit ale. It's the fruity flavors of the hops, which works so well. They're always my favorite. They're always high in alcohol content. Well, I don't know exactly. That's a what separate this one is. issue, I think. Yeah, it is. But I mean, these are extra special beers. 
Uh, are you going to bring this up, the elephant in the room? Of, of oh, you're going to do that. Sorry, here? I was going to compare this to other IPAs. No, we've, go ahead. We've had sure. based on IBU. What do you What do you think like a double or a Sierra Nevada Torpedo IPAs IBUs were? Um, Torpedo was not a hazy, so no. I would say its IBU was like eighty. Uh, this is sixty five, which okay, I thought it was going to be less. higher too, because I didn't really like that one. This one's fifty four. It's okay. not too far off that, but a little less bitter. 54, yeah, exactly. It's so much less bitter than a typical IPA. Actually, yeah, the Rogue Brewing Company, fantastic can design, by the mm. way. Maybe looks, an all-time looks timer beautiful. on the show. We should remember to take pictures. Oh, yeah, we we've never can. taken pictures. Uh, but they give a little breakdown. Hey, kinda if like, we can. Kind of like the, uh, I'm doing my Jesse face for this picture. This is great. Oh, good stuff, Joe. Um, they do a breakdown, like, you know how they evaluate... Uh, uh, NFL players like the spark test and they have like the the diagram yes, pulling all the I skills. thought I recognized that thing from somewhere that's what this diagram is and so it, we're pulled totally towards tropical and citrusy mm-hmm. very little almost no malt very little bitterness and pininess so mm. yeah I love it it's a really Ooh, tasty they also beer. have pair with it suggestions white cheddar grilled salmon or strawberry shortcake wow I don't know about those I don't either. White cheddar sort of makes sense because the acidity will take away that bit saltiness a little bit or bite into it. Sure. Uh, salmon, yeah, I guess. Strawberry shortcake, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, yeah, sweet and acid uh, yeah, wouldn't mix for me. That doesn't mix well for me either. But yes, there's a special connection here, Joe. Now, while we'll never take a dime <laughs> to influence our rankings, I want to preface everything we say with that. Yes. Reveal the special connection. Go ahead. So... Nameless Beer, Batsquatch. Yes. Um, there's a podcast coming out soon, October 1st. It drops from REI. Our friends at REI. Recreational Equipment. What is it? Industries? I'll look it up while look you it talk. Up. I should have known. Um, they look have been up, making Joey. a podcast with uh, Cloud Studios yes. for the past few months. And the podcast comes out October 1st, like I said. The first episode is about the Batsquatch. The, not the beer. The no. mythical creature. The Batsquatch, which I, I think most listeners probably haven't heard of. Right. I certainly hadn't before we started uh, right. examining this partnership, which will not influence the <laughs> rankings. Uh, we between can't these. be bought. We can't be bought like the Doughboys. REI, by the way, is Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Incorporated. That which makes is more weird because they're a co-op, but then they have like ink in their name, which mm. makes them sound less less friendly and co-op-y and and I suppose that's why it's always REI and not REI yeah. yeah but I I like the fact that they're a co-op I like their business model we can't be bought I'm saying this of my own free will and volition uh I really do though I, I love going into REI it's a oh, great yeah, it's wandering great. store it's great the Seattle store is beautiful yep. so much to do in there and anyway their podcast is called Camp Monsters and basically they are going around the country and telling stories about different legends from different areas hell yeah and Basquatch is based up here in the Pacific Northwest Birthed from Mount St. Helens, the eruption. Uh, okay. So it came that's out where of it came the, from. the fiery hellscape of Mount St. Helens, and it is, is it just the portmanteau or whatever? Uh, is that a portmanteau, Batsquatch? No. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you have to have only parts of each word or yeah, if it ha- can be. <laughs> whatever. But is that is it is it literal? The Batsquatch is a flying Sasquatch-like creature? Is that what this is? Well, because there are different the... interpretations of it, but this one on the can mm. where it's kind of like a man-sized bat with big jaws and big teeth. Right. That's kind of what it's described as in the podcast as well. Right. Who terrorizes, you know, you'll have to tune in to find out. Right. You know what this it character 
it what? looks like. Well, it it I, I think it only shares like I would I would break the proportion of it being a Sasquatch versus it being a bat to like ninety five percent Sasquatch, mm-hmm. and then it just also has wings. Yeah, that's a terrifying creature if that thing's flying around. Um, given that like Sasquatch has never been, uh, do you, do you believe in any of these of creatures? Flight? Do you really believe? Maybe not bat Squatch. That one seems in, uh, a bit insane. But do you really like? Does any part of you believe that something like the Sasquatch or Loch Ness monster or anything like that exists? Uh, I mean, no. I guess the. Do you think though it's? I think total there are things out there we don't. Yeah, that we don't know or right. something. That's kind of my point. Which I think is what these things grow out of. Sure, or is it just pure? Did they grow out of like the need to create myth, to like almost like 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 worshiping like the sun god or whatever, or did it grow out of like a lot of people saw some weird phenomena in the woods or like in Loch Ness? Mm-hmm. There probably is something in that lake, some weird phenomena. It's an eel, it could a be giant a giant eel. eel, yeah, that kind of stuff. And then we m- mythologized it from there. Like, I actually think there's roots for all of these things. It can't be coincidence that they just sprang out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's some phenomenon that people are seeing, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Oh, was, so you think they are physically seeing something and then trying to explain it? Yeah. Some people are probably the, like, making it up. a lesson thing? Um, man, that's a good question. I think maybe, maybe it's a combination of both. Like, with the Sasquatch, maybe there was, like, for a while there... Like some guy living in the woods who was like a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> People saw him Very and like mythologized him, that kind of thing. Like these things aren't like, they're not uh, Hans Christian Andersen tales. They don't have morals or whatever. It's just like, can you believe this thing exists in the woods? So then like that campfire story, someone who's good at telling a story maybe saw this person or heard about this person. And then created Sasquatch, and then like there are certainly some people who are now fabricating and like mm-hmm. photoshopping. Whatever, yeah, have you heard about that podcast that's like searching for Sasquatch thing? I think it's called no. like Wild Thing. No, I know like uh, what's his name was doing a documentary about that. The guy, the screechy comedian, I can't fucking remember what his name is now. It was Gallic? a beef with Jerry Seinfeld. No, I can't oh. remember. I don't know. Anyway, wow, <laughs> who could that be? Oh, hold on, I'll look the it up. Screechy you tell comedian me about the who has searching beef with. For Seinfeld, it's just a po- searching for Seinfeld. Searching for Seinfeld. <laughs> You'll find it on Netflix in 2021. Did you hear about that? Yeah, you won't have to. Have you heard about this? You're no longer searching. Uh, uh, yeah, the I think it's called Wild Thing. There, it's this woman who, like, her grandfather, uh, late in his life or something, became obsessed with the searching out for a Sasquatch thing. Oh, okay. And so she's like interested in exploring. Like, why, essentially? Why did he do oh, that? Oh, like, why did he leave everything to go and do that? Yeah, and I don't know if he left everything or not. It just became his focus at the end of his life. I only listened to the first episode of it, so I don't know much more than that. But she comes out to the Pacific Northwest, because that's where a lot of this stuff is based, mm-hmm. and, like, goes out with the people who are like, this is real, we're searching for them, sort of thing. Wow. That's pretty cool. I think there's a very, very similar thing, which is what Bobcat Goldthwaite... Oh, Bobcat. created which is by finding bigfoot um where it's it's kind of that it's like the examining the people who want to do that more than the act of actually doing right it. and bob cabagolthway does have a beef with jerry seinfeld <laughs> and many people think the latest comedians in cars season he like calls somebody a hack and they bleep out the name and i looked it up and people are pretty positive it's bobcat goldway oh, that he says wow like, a, non, a not funny hack beef indeed that's fun 
Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's always getting into those tiffs, it seems like. Yeah. Like, he cares so much about, like, the rankings. Like, he does. Head, he's a little kid who cares about, like, little kids care about who's the fastest kid. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> still cares about who's the funniest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, we're funnier. an elite company and everyone else isn't. Isn't that cool? That's, like, his whole show there. I yeah. still watch it. It's funny. I like it, too. <laughs> I, like I watched it. the Eddie Murphy one. That's the only one I've seen in the new season. Yeah. It's great. Eddie kind of seemed like he didn't want to be there, but other than that, it was Which good. is great. It is kind of great. Eddie yeah. Murphy doesn't care about anything anymore. No, he doesn't. And he kind of seems like he has a bit of social anxiety now. Like sure. He's been out of the spotlight enough. He does not want to go back in, but he's sort of dipping his toe back in, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, but yeah, so, okay, so Sasquatch, we did our piece about REI and their thing. Did you do the thing about the the, the event they're having? There's an event. Yes. Thank you for reminding me, Joe. Down in Portland, uh, they're doing an event on September 28th. Uh, it's like a bat squatch festival type thing because um, I sent a picture of this can to the people at REI when we were doing the bat squatch thing. I said, oh, look, this beer is doing a bat squatch thing. And then they got a partnership set up. So they're doing like a collaboration for this festival where REI is going to debut the podcast and bat squatch is going to have this beer there. Rogue is going to have this beer. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And Rogue is going to have this beer here. That's awesome. Uh, So if you're listening to the Pacific Northwest and you're bored next Saturday on the 28th, September 2019. Come on down. You come on down. We will not be there. We are not affiliated <laughs> in any way no. uh, with this event. And it's we will at Rogue never take money. Eastside Pub and Pilot Brewery, I yeah. believe. Very cool. Could be anywhere, though. <laughs> <laughs> As this is an unofficial plug. Yes. Uh, speaking of kind of being out searching in the Northwoods, you know where I was this last weekend? Well, you do because you helped me out greatly and I, I owe you one. Yes, you do. So I went camping. I'll get into that, but thank you again. You came over to my house. And you looked after my cat Phoebe. And I you saw gave Phoebe. Her food. That was nice. She didn't eat all her food. She didn't. That I left the day before. I was afraid she would just gut all the food I left out overnight. Right. That's no. Good. Yeah, I sent you that picture. She only ate half of it and then scattered the rest around the like surroundings. a kid moving peas yeah. and mashed potatoes on and the then tray with the water dish too. I think you you know that she drags it off of the rubber uh-huh. mat. Why yeah. does she do that? She um, Devin and I have a theory that my cat has ultra sensitive whiskers Mm. and her whiskers when they go into the water dish she doesn't like that so i don't know why she drags it but she actually drinks water by dipping her paw in the water and then drinking the droplets (laughs) that come off of her paw okay or nowadays she's taken to when i start the refrigerator and i start the ice machine she runs into the kitchen to collect loose ice that comes out. Uh, so I make sure a couple of loose ice things sure. come out onto the floor. And then she licks the ice cube until it's gone. Wow. So she's a very strange water drinker. But thank you again for stopping by and looking after uh, the meant a lot. No problem. Um, no problem. And anyway, so I'm out there. I was out camping at Cape Disappointment. Oh, cool. Which was anything but. Um, mm-hmm. My parents were, were out there. We did a bunch of hikes, went out on a lighthouse. It's where Lewis and Clark ended... Their expedition, it's where they found the Pacific. Oh, wow. Was Why there, were they disappointed? Disappointment. It was actually named by John Muir. Oh, okay. Who was trying to find the Pacific and went that way and wound up on that cape, apparently, allegedly, like hundreds of yards from the Pacific Ocean and gave up and said, I'm <sighs> not ever going to find the Pacific. Turned around, named it Cape, Pacific, cape Disappointment and went, <laughs> went back. Wow. So, Yeah. Uh, Imagine how far he must have been thinking, like, I must be there already. Well, it's because the Columbia River at that point is like, I think it's like eight miles wide. Oh, wow. it dumps into the Pacific. So he just assumed the cape he was on 
was just in going into the Columbia River and that the river mm. was just going to keep going. And he said, fuck it. And <laughs> the stories say that he was like a couple of hundred yards away from the Pacific Ocean okay. when he turned the legend. Around. Yeah. The legend builds. I thought it was Cape Disappointment because Lewis and Clark had finished their journey and they realized their friendship would never be quite the same once wow. that great journey was over. Once the journey of a hundred days they traveled, ranking every day <laughs> subjectively. Uh, no, they traveled a lot longer than that. No. And that'll never happen. Cold cans forever. Uh, are we saying that? Or are, are you Lewis and I'm Clark? Clearly. Um, Damn it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Why did either. Lewis get the top billing? Clark alphabetically Lewis, Merriweather, got it. Or what's her name? Clark? Merriweather Lewis. Merriweather Lewis and Fuck, I don't Ken remember Clark. Clark's name. See, this is why I'm Lewis in here. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, Lewis and Clark, they fucking, they spit out, they shit out there at Cape Disappointment, found the ocean, were thrilled, but it was November, and Cape Disappointment gets, like, the worst storms in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. And they were just slammed for, mm. like, a month, and, like, almost died there in the Pacific. <laughs> like, they made it the entire way, and then they, like, hunkered down, like, Native Americans came, and, like, th they couldn't cross the six-mile Columbia River to get back to the other shore to get, like, back to safety. Okay. And... Native Americans paddled from across the river on a canoe and they were like, we're stuck here. And the Native Americans were like, that's fine. We're going to trade with you. They traded and then they just canoed back without <laughs> Lewis and Clark. And Lewis and Clark could not. And they said they were the most skilled like canoeists they've ever seen in their lives. Wow. That they crossed like where the Columbia Did River Did you talk was... to Lewis and Clark? Yeah, they were there. They're, oh, wow. They're, yeah, they're kind of. They're still stuck. You have to pay 25 bucks for each of them to get an autograph. That seems like a bargain each one of though, their tables at this point. There. Well, I'll tell you what, when you're there, it doesn't seem like a bargain. <laughs> Clark's a little cantankerous. Uh, cantankerous Clark, they call him now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and he's uh, you can't 200, take your he's 200 and some odd years old, too. Uh, uh, but were there little signposts? Were you re reading little signposts? Yeah, you, you actually can walk the Lewis and Clark Trail, oh, where cool. allegedly, again, they were walking. And Cape Disappointment was beautiful. It was very cool. But an important note, it's near Astoria, Oregon, where mm. Fort George Brewing Company is... And we went to the Fort George Brewery, and we had some good beers uh, with my parents. Uh, Rogue's not going to like this plug on this SponCon. <laughs> that's, that's true. But it's not SponCon. <laughs> We're an independent podcast. Um, and this Rogue will not is great. impact the ranking in any way. <laughs> my relationship so far with the REI Inc. <laughs> will not factor in. In any way. But I By just like, wanted to say going down, though? Fort George is really good. Um but not as good as this, honestly. This is one of my uh, one of my favorites. Actually, Fort George is excellent beer in their brewer, brewery room. What did you have there? Do you remember? Um, I had their three way IPA, mm -hmm. uh, which was was the fucking <laughs> it was best. You, Devin, no, your parents, enough, and, yeah. enough. That's okay. four. You, someone's got a video. Parents, tape. listen to this for God's sakes. Um, it was good. The 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 beer we was can good. Cut it. We can cut we'll it. cut this. Did you for take sure. Douglas with you? We did. Why can't that be the three way? <laughs> No, good mother of God. <laughs> that, there are consent laws, Nick. Uh, so, okay, so let's get back to Rogue. It's going down very well. Yeah. But I'm not like, I don't, I didn't drill through this like I do some beers. I think that's part of the, the potency of it is, is kind of getting in the way of that, don't you think? But it's good in that way. I don't, I don't think it tastes boozy to me. I think you've just been talking about Lewis and Clark a lot, and that's why you haven't gotten a sip in. <laughs> Yeah, it might be true. Uh, I got jacked about Lewis and Clark. Smooth. No, that's cool. It sounds like a cool trip. I'm glad you were able to do that, like take the time to spend with your parents too. That's cool. Yes, it was fun. Okay. 
you bastard. Um, Cut the part from earlier and you'll be fine. I'm not cutting anything. I leave it all in. Uh, yeah, no. It, 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 okay, that trip was good. This beer is really good. Um, I would love to go down and check out uh, Rogue. You're going to, believe, be at this event. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I think um, I'll be there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a good time and go check it out. This beer, very good. Slightly warm when you brought it here. You said you pulled it out of the fridge, yet it's it's The fridge upstairs cannot be functioning at full capacity because this was in there for three hours. And yeah, I brought it down and it was like the cans weren't even that cold to yeah. the touch. But but nonetheless- and this is the show, very show, it's called. <laughs> it's difficult to the nature of the show itself. Um, but I really like it. It, it went to, it, it's exactly as advertised. The citrusy, tropically high alcohol. It tastes that way, but mm-hmm. not boozy like you said. Yeah. I could drink not six. It's not sessionable, but it's Probably very, not very sessionable. sippable. For, in the autumn, too, mm. this works really well. Mm. Uh, it kind of just reminds me of a screwdriver, actually, too, because of the strong orange, orange juice taste. Really? A little bit. I guess, yeah. It's almost pulpy. Pulpy. That's pretty good. The pulp is pulp palpable. The pulp is damn palpable. Okay, beer advocate score yes. time, huh? Yes, it is. You're going to like this one. Wow. So this is, yeah, Basquatch Hazy IPA, 6.7% alcohol, gets a 89 for very good. Wow. It is very good. Mm-hmm. So the snobs like it. So it's it's sippable and it's snobbable, but it's not sessionable. I've got a hot okay. take, though. Yeah, go From ahead. Trader John 1968. Trader John's. Probably the worst IPA I have ever tasted. <laughs> Bitter with a lingering, rather unidentifiable taste. I am astounded that anyone could find this beer even remotely appealing. Wow. <laughs> a lot of absolutes here. Yeah. If they are attempting to tackle the Three Floyds brand with their graphics depicting demons and monsters, then they are <laughs> way off base, at least as it applies to the Chicago market. <laughs> So I'm not familiar with Three I, Floyd's beer. I am very scared <laughs> by looking at this can. Quite frankly, it makes no, me sick. No, he thinks they're copying them. Yeah, I see. So he's probably an employee of the Three yeah, Floyd's brand. But it also sounds like he was scared of the can. Like he bought it and then it's it spooked him and <gasps> he's getting nightmares. Yeah. yeah. I don't like looking at this, honey. Ooh, it's just I a had beer. I my sunglasses on when I bought this, honey. <laughs> Here in the cold light of day, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't compare to Three Floyds. <laughs> he gave I it a two point nine four out of five, which uh-huh. seems high for being that critical of the beer. And his name is John Floyd the Third, Trader John Floyd the Third, nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, that guy seems like a piece of shit. <laughs> this beer's good. I, he probably just doesn't like hazy IPAs and thought it was going to be like a regular IPA, and then was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. Again, it's all about expectations, people. You got to go in with the right expectations. expectations. You can't retroactively look at something. That's why we put three and a half stars on our cold cans logo. Right. If anything, expectation. Yeah, it's yeah, a little generous. It's going a little generous with our expectations for the listeners. Uh, okay. I, I, well, I like that the snobs like it as much as I don't like the snobs. Uh, it seems like the type of beer. It's Oscar bait a little bit here. <laughs> it's the type of beer that would be good at the beer advocate. Uh, and I, I agree. I, I think it's good as hell. But before we get to our rankings, I have a mailbag this oh, week. Oh, nice. Um, at Brooksmatic. Oh, yeah, uh, this whole thing. Went on a little bit of a thing from last week's episode where he was referenced. He 
tagged us in a fury of tweets, uh, said, first of all, you better at the BSB Flurry. when you drop my name on the pod. Thank you, Flurry is what I was going for. Second, you slash Fighting Irish speaks the truth. If you're reaching for a cheap Mexican lager, you reach for Tecate. It's obvious. <laughs> Third, Joe thinking gaseous clay is some kind of galaxy brain joke and belittling Nick for using <laughs> the very common BM abbreviation is peak Glockstock. I'm here for you, BSB. Um, I think that these shots were unwarranted and made me feel... Um, Small. Fourth, where was this lovey-dovey sentiment from Joe during past light Mexican lager reviews? The Tecate Syndicate demands a Mexican beer showdown enough with the nonsense rankings from Cold Can's podcast. So it sounds like he, like many of our other listeners, is Hates done with show. this show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for chiming in uh, at Brooks Matic. Uh, it's always nice to hear from a fan. Yeah, we had a follow-up <laughs> mailbag as well from oh, wow. uh, Zach Jabal from last week. He, he must have been listening on Sunday... Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh boy. <laughs> dig through the we're archives. Under, we're underprepared. No, I got it. Uh, so he said, glad it turns out I've already made a partial appearance on the podcast because as the listeners know, he'll be on in due order, maybe next week, maybe right. last week. Right. And then I said, I think you spoke for much of Cold Can's Nation with your thoughts. And then he says, I suspect you're right. <laughs> 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 to remind the listeners, it was all about how we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Essentially. Well, God damn it. That may be true, <laughs> but, but you we do may our best. Be right. <laughs> but let's rank this. Yeah, let's rank it. Uh, we the definitive have... rankings. You uh, think in top ten, cream? No, we can't be bought enough with this. Not I'm that they're paying cream. us. Not that they're hey, paying Sierra us. Sierra Nevada Hazel thing is at nine. You think this has got to go up against that? I know you love that beer. I love that beer. You're right. It's it's a. Uh, it also, it was, so this Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing, it's profile, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, of course, it's an IPA, same style, 6.7% alcohol by volume, beer average score of 396 out of 5, or very good. Is that, did this get very good? I forgot what you said. This got very good, but it was on, out of 100 rather than out of 5, <laughs> because, because beer average gets changed at 1,000 times. They've changed times. their rankings. I don't know if this is quite as good. I think that this- For the record, I checked again, it is 89. They both have an 89. Wow. Okay, so they're tied. Um, I think that the Hazy Little Thing IPA, it, for me, is a little more, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Thing? It's a little more utility. It has a little more utility. I can, I find that I could pair it with more settings and more, maybe more foods, but usually I don't pair IPAs. Cheddar cheese and Asiago. And a strawberry shortcake. Uh, and this thing is like, it kind of, to me, it, it, it's strong enough that it's in my like category of like total sippers like very specific i'm not always going to reach for this i feel like i would reach for hazy little thing ipa more than this um, i agree actually i i think i like hazy little thing yeah and it doesn't just come off as pure orange juice i haven't had one in a while and this isn't going to affect your paycheck from this episode <laughs> saying that i don't get paid for any of this <laughs> hopefully listeners know that uh i do still think this is cream of the crop it's an excellent excellent beer uh, it it's just very specific mm. for me more than it. Strong oh, wow, adjectives. you're going against. Hmm? Oh, I thought you went mm, against the cream of the crop now. Are you looking in the Zen 10 or what? No, I'm in cream of the crop. Oh, you are. What you're are you talking creamy. about? You're a creamsman. I, that was a <clears throat> of agreement. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's an excellent beer. It is. And, and we always take into account price point. We take into account subjectivity. 
and because we're getting um uh, uh we have a cool partnership about this uh and and we, these may have been provided gratis hey hey enough we'll cut that uh and uh and it's a cool logo it's it's a really cool logo it's, it's maybe cool the I number like the one logo finish too like the matte finish of the can. Oh, the texture of the can is wonderful. That's a good point. And when the silver hairs of the Bat Squatch catch the light, oh yeah, it's like it's a whole nother character. It's a whole nother dimension. Wow! Now this changes everything. <laughs> I like the font of Bat Squatch too. It's kind of like um, what was that? R.L. Squatch two. I love that. Like that's the <laughs> that's the sequel to Bat Squatch one. Right. The R.L. Stein books. Too. Goosebumps. It's like the Goosebumps ah. font. A little bit. Well, I'll tell you what, Camp Monsters podcast is better than any Goosebumps book. book. Yeah. Check, Check it out, out October 1st, <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I have a spot for it. It is in cream. If you're in cream, we could do a three, two, one. I'm ready. Three, two, two one, one 11. Mm. All right. So you have it below Traveling Like Kolsch, above La Fin du Monde. I have it below Radeberger, which is below La Fin du Monde, and above... Optimism Brewery Before the Dawn. Shall we discuss? Let's discuss. La Fin du Monde and Radeberger, the two that are between us in these rankings. Uh, I really liked La Fin du Monde. That was really? actually the thing that stuck out Taste-wise, you liked it? Yeah. I thought I liked, it was fantastic. I liked all the pageantry around it. Like, a friend bought that for us. It comes sure. in a big-ass bottle, like a wine-type bottle. Well, a friend bought this one for us, huh? <laughs> a little more financially disconnected, maybe. Uh, the first La Fin du Monde. I don't remember La Fin du Monde that much. Wow. I do. Okay. And I thought that that beer was incredible. And if you go back and listen- Have you been bought by Unibrow? I have not. Uh, trademark, the Anthony Davis trademark company. Uh, I have not. I, I really like that beer. It's like a, it's like one of those special, always have it in your fridge, always have it on the rack kind of beers. Oh, so yeah? So you pull out like when the Pope comes over. You're like, you want to have La Fin du Monde or what? And then number and then 12. he sings, it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. The Pope. Yep. It's the end of the world as we know it. Why is he singing that? Oh, because of the Fiend of Mont. Man, I'm behind. This thing gets you drunk quick. Do keep up, Joe. <laughs> hey, I live just like Rogue tells me to on the back of this can. Dare, risk, dream. That's what I Ooh, do in that gonna, order. That's going to tank it in the rankings for me. I don't like that. <laughs> Uh, I don't like to do any of those things. Radeberger, you remember Radeberger? I drank Radeberger one time, and it was when you brought it in. Wow! But we have it at number twelve. It was good. I'm trying it was to good rack discovery. My, I'm trying to rack my brain and and, and getting up a, a Radeberger zero. You're trying to rack your burger zero. Your burger. Zero burger. Zero Radeberger. Um, wasn't that a thing? Zero burger. Was that a thing with Trump or something like zero that? Zero burger. I think it was. Let's check UrbanDictionary.com. Anyway, um, I can't think of anything with Radeberger, so I would be definitely be willing to move it up higher than what I had it. I would move it up to twelve, but so our sticking point's still on the Fiendemann. Then Nick's looking up. We zero can keep it below her. that because it's heading into winter. La Fiendemann's what nine percent alcohol or something? Yeah, it's intense. I'm gonna need that this winter. Okay, so if I'm not gonna, if I'm not sipping brandy every night, maybe I'll I'll factor in some La Fiendemann. Okay, don't sip brandy every night. Uh, Why not? What would you, what is your brandy setting? Like, what do you, when are you bringing out brandy? Alone in a party? Uh, light, uh, lights dim? Alone? Light, <laughs> lights, not alone, it's but I mean, I mean like small group, just with your roommate. Yeah, it's a relaxed evening. 
I got a little Listen snifter, to music, watching a snifter shows, or brandy, watching a probably movie. watching like a James Bond film or something. Wow, very you know specific. that sort of thing. So watching a movie and going to settle in for a couple hours, you pour yourself a nice brandy. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Sink into the recliner a little bit. Mm. That does sound Get good. Get my feet up. Yeah, your gnarly ass feet. Do you have? A, <laughs> I have nice feet. Do you have a fake uh, fireplace in your place? You yeah, do, I do. Right. Oh, turn that on. Yeah. Put it in my faux bat squatch fur rug in front of it. <laughs> Which was paid for by <laughs> the connections now, you've made. Well, all the back hair is mine, <laughs> and then they commissioned the creation of the rug. Yes. They threw you bone and gave you one of the rugs. <laughs> uh, okay, so what am I? What have? What has this conversation that's been talking me well, into Lafine moving it You were going to move it above or below. You had it at 11. I now have yeah, it at 12. Yeah, let's move it below. Okay, so 12 is where we're going to slot it. Okay. Rogue, QB12. Bat Squatch, QB12, Go Pack Go. Um, and if you're bored on November 28th, 12 times September 2 plus 28th. 4. 12, Aaron Rodgers times 2, sorry, September 28th, uh, Aaron Rodgers times 2 plus the best quarterback of all time, Brett Favre, 4. Portland. Gets you to 28. Look go to Portland. Up. Go to Bat Squatch Festival, REI, Rogue Brewing. Thanks, folks. Be there. Be there.